Hello and welcome to Little Steps Big Futures, the podcast that brings you all things early years. Each week, we chat to some incredible guests with amazing stories, talk about childcare tips, and delve into some controversial topics. I'm Aoife Murphy. And I'm Jenny McCarty. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Um, myself and Aoife uh, joining you again by ourselves. Um, so we are guestless this week. Uh, we just wanted to have a chat with you about something really important that's coming up. Uh, but before we dive into that, I suppose some of us are off on Easter break. Other Others of us are still working through it, like myself. Um, I suppose it's a nice calm environment if you can say that at the moment you know Easter and midterm and stuff like that when all the kids are in at one time it's great because you know you can get the activities done and it's more kind of mellow and you know homework with the after schoolers so they can enjoy the activities more so it's great so yeah and Aoife is over in America still (laughs) so Aoife how are you? I'm fine um as you probably can already hear there is construction on my roof so I do apologize for any banging drilling or general um noise that is going to be coming out of this building for the next couple of um couple of minutes while you're listening but uh it's been a three days now I think so I'm finally starting to crack and uh, probably will leave after we record this podcast to go outside for a while (laughs) yeah Definitely, definitely important. Um, I'm sure a lot of a lot of early years educators are feeling the same annoyance at the moment with waiting for the pay scale to come out and learning about the new core funding. And I suppose we've been hearing about it, but we don't really know yet exactly the ins and outs of the details and it hasn't been approved. And, um, you know, I have been speaking to a lot of providers and they are just, I suppose, so annoyed because they have staff that are waiting to see what they, you know, what's ahead of them in September. And um, they they don't really know yet because they don't have the pay scale out. So it's very hard to, I suppose, give reassurance and to plan for September. And um, I know for a lot of people outside of childcare, September might seem like a long way away, um, but you I suppose it's always in the back of your mind coming up to summer, you know, the rooms, what staff will be in what rooms and how many kids you have coming up. So how many staff you'll need. So you're constantly planning within a childcare service. So it's really important to, I suppose, you know, reassure staff and um, reevaluate for September and to start to planning or start to plan early. And it's just really stressful time. I mean, I was chatting to one of the girls at work who said that she knows um, some of her friends who won't be going back to childcare in September, you know, they're level fives and sixes and they've just kind of had enough now at this stage. And unfortunately, um, they have decided to leave the sector. And look, I just hope that um, it won't come to that for everyone and that there's, I suppose, a small bit of light at the end of the tunnel as well. 
Yeah, and and I suppose this this podcast is coming out on the Thursday, so yeah, many educators listening might have attended that webinar that was last night, uh, Wednesday night, about the core funding. So you know we're still kind of trying to make head or, heads or tails of what came out of that webinar, and uh, you know as things develop, we'll definitely be updating you um, on them. I know myself and Jenny will be both listening in, or we did listen in, um, uh, you know, but it's still it's still very much. Uh, a work in progress I think and it's not going to be resolved uh, you know magically overnight either definitely uh, yeah I mean it's look we've a webinar now this evening um, which would be yesterday evening if you're listening today on Thursday and um, which uh, SIP2 is actually providing it so um, I just feel like you know you come home after such a stressful day at work and you know you're heading into this now and it's very hard to kind of switch your brain off so I hope for everyone who is off um, on Friday uh, which would be tomorrow and off on Monday as well that they enjoy the four week four day weekend because you really deserve it so uh, whatever you're doing I hope you enjoy it and I suppose we'll move on to I suppose what this podcast um, episode is kind of going to be about which is the fundraiser um, 3k for k so Aoife I might hand it over to you to to introduce it yeah hopefully now there's no a major drilling one I'm trying to explain what this is but um, if anyone was following us last year uh, they would know that we held a fundraiser last April for Kay McCarthy who was Jenny's mom um, who had passed away four years at the time and obviously now an anniversary time is coming up so five years um, Jenny wanted to hold a fundraiser just to um, I suppose remember Kay and also to raise money for the Irish Cancer Society and to say the response to that fundraiser last year was overwhelming would be an understatement because I think we raised just over 13,000 for that um, which was incredible so Going forward, I think we're going to try and make this a, an annual fundraiser and an annual walk. So um, on the 24th of April this year, we are going to be doing a 3K walk and anyone in Killarney will be uh, can join us in person. Last year it had to be virtually because of COVID, but we are able to do it in person this year. So it's starting at Nave Coffee House uh, in Killarney. So by the Killarney Race Course, if anyone is in the Killarney area. And it's starting at 9.45 and we'll be leaving hopefully at 10 p.m. sharp. 10 a.m. sharp, not 10 p.m. Um, and then just doing a 3K loop and circling back around to Nave as well. So I don't know, Jenny, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I guess I just wanted to say thanks so much to everyone for last year. The support was just absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, I didn't expect us, you know, to to raise as much as we did. And, um, you know, it's, it's lovely. I think maybe not everyone will get this, but if you've kind of lost someone close to you, and I know people grieve in different ways, but it is nice to know that they are being remembered. And I suppose that you know their memory is actually doing something and you know we've said so many times before that the Irish Cancer Society were such a lifeline to our family um I mean I remember spending you know hours in the Dafton nurses station just like a counseling session like they just became our friends and we just went in and had a chat and you know they've just such an amazing service um and have given us so much guidance when we didn't really know where to look or where to go um so it's great, I suppose, to have used mom's memory to raise money for them. And if that money can help any other families, then, you know, that's just absolutely amazing for us. And um, 
yeah, I suppose this year we just kind of wanted to do it on more of a local level. It's funny, I was actually sending um, pictures in for the local paper and uh, we any of them that we had, they were all selfies of me and dad because we had nobody around to actually take pictures of us. So um, the angles now aren't, <laughs> aren't the best. But I was hoping they might use a picture of the dog so that they wouldn't um, <laughs> come out, come out the way they did. But yeah, it was um, look, it was lovely last year. And I suppose the thing I remember about last year is it got our family talking more as well. You know, it can be hard sometimes. It can be easy sometimes to switch off and not talk. You know, that's the easier way out and just kind of it's always in the back of your mind. But you never, I suppose, express it or talk because it's actually too painful to talk about it. But I think last year definitely helped our whole family to, you know, speak about mom and talk about the happy times again, because I suppose the bad times just kind of overshadowed it for so long. But um, yeah, no, definitely it kind of opened up those conversations again. And, you know, me and dad were sitting there and we'd say, God, remember that? Now I'd forgotten about that. Or, you know, even with you, Aoife, you know, you had said stuff that I had forgotten about and even it got, you know, me and Shane talking about it again. So I think it was actually therapeutic in a way for us. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, Aoife knows like that, you know, this month has been very difficult for myself. Um, I think the month of April always kind of stings, but... I don't know, was it last year because we were all kind of on lockdown and I suppose planning the big event and stuff kind of kept my mind um, occupied a small bit. But yeah, kind of anyone who is going through grief and stuff at the moment, you know, just it doesn't matter if it's one year has passed or five years or 10 years or 20 years. I don't think it ever gets easier. Um, You know, and if if it makes you feel better to set something like this up or, you know, to... um, put up a picture you know I often see people who have lost loved ones and they put a picture on Facebook and for somebody who hasn't lost somebody you might be saying why are they even posting that because they're not going to see it or you know but if it makes that person feel better then you know why not and why not you know keep that memory alive so yeah um I suppose as Aoife said it's just kind of gathering together and uh, we'll see we'll see um see how it goes I mean last year I think was a big one as well because it was her 60th birthday what would have been her 60th birthday so it was a great one to remember but I think yeah we just kind of want to mark the occasion and um, we definitely love if um, everyone could join us even if that is virtually online as well. I think there was something so special last year as well because the um, I'm so sorry that noise is getting worse but um, we were all on lockdown and we all kind of had to do our own walks uh, individually but we did it on the same day and it was just people from kind of all over the world then sending in their photos and their pictures to us. Um, so you can kind of see the impact that Jenny had kind of created as well with setting up that fundraiser. You know, you had people in Australia. Obviously, we were in the America. Um, I think we had people in England from all over Ireland then as well. So it kind of brought everyone together. And like Jenny said, connected everyone back up and kind of said, uh, and last year, I guess we had time to sit down and, and look through the photos and then kind of talk about the stories and the funny times and the good times as well. Exactly. Um, it was so nice to see everyone they were whatsapping me the photos and uh you know cousins I suppose that are living abroad as well that they came together and we all kind of remembered and um you know the text messages messages that I was getting that were saying you know that she was such a brilliant lady and it just shows the impact I suppose that she had on all age groups and that's what I said in last year's um 
last year's podcast and I suppose we went into things in a lot of detail last year Um, I actually listened to it this morning on my walk and it was very raw and even you know to hear myself speaking about it was nearly a strange kind of sensation so um, if you want to kind of hear more about the story and stuff like that definitely check back on last year's episode Um, we might link it in the in the show notes here as well so yeah it was just I suppose um keeping her memory alive um you know I said to dad this year even if it's just the two of us to turn up this year it, it doesn't matter it's just that that memory is kept and that the stories keep going and um keeps us talking and thinking about her so yeah I'm looking forward to it now it's not easy but uh it definitely helps to as I said keep her memory alive and um get everyone together I mean it's you know, a lot of the time when you see everyone, it's kind of for sad occasions. And I suppose this is just kind of um, a celebration in one sense. And, you know, she wouldn't want us to be moping around. She'd kill us if she knew that we were. So um, I think it's good. And she loved walking, um, especially Ross Castle and um, down by the copper mines as well. We have so many pictures uh, down there. So it's kind of, you know, a special, a special moment. And I just want to thank Navi as well um, for agreeing to have us um, starting there and finishing up there as well. Yeah. And, and um, you know, you, if you come to the walk, you know, you don't have to kind of have a connection to Kay either. If you have someone that you have lost yourself, then, and this is a way for you to kind of connect with people um, and talk about people and share stories. I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, stories around the cup of tea and the bun afterwards as well. So you don't have to have a personal connection to Kay. Um, you know, come for yourself if you need to get out and, and, and walk that day or that morning. We're definitely linked in grief, in cancer, in, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that have lost um, loved ones to cancer. And I don't know, there's definitely a link. I mean, when I hear about somebody who's lost it and you kind of have some bit of an insight into what they went through, even though I know everyone's scenario is different, but um you know, I definitely think that we need to kind of, I suppose, stick together, pull together. And we all know somebody who has unfortunately lost their lives to cancer or who is battling it um, at the moment. So it's great to come together and I suppose to be there as a as a support system as well. Um, you know, especially it's 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 nice to talk to somebody who knows what you're going through and that I suppose can kind of empathize and sim- sympathize with your situation and what you're feeling. So yeah, definitely. If you have no link, you're more than welcome. Um, all animals are welcome as well. I'm sure dad will have our last year's mascot uh, since he comes everywhere with us. So I apologize <laughs> in advance and let's hope that he doesn't get to the cakes and buns before the rest of us do. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it now. And um, we'll have information posted on the little steps uh, page there's a video on the way as well um kind of that week so I know last year we had two big videos that went out so this year we keeping it a small bit smaller but uh, hopefully it will still be as impactful as last year's ones and I'm so grateful to everyone who helped us and joined in on last year's ones as well because I know it's not an easy thing to do and um you know you really made the fundraiser I suppose reach a bigger capacity as well yeah, and I think last year, I can't even remember what goal we set for it, but it wasn't a huge value on how much we wanted to raise or how much we thought we'd be expecting to raise. Um, especially during COVID, lots of people had lost their jobs, lots of people were out of work. They, 
you know, watching, refreshing that page every couple of seconds, every hour, every day was just, I don't know how to explain that feeling. I'd say me and Jenny were jumping up and down half the time, crying half the time. We were just over the the moon, not, not for ourselves, but for the Irish Cancer Society who have and are continuing to do such amazing work in the community and with families, with people who are unfortunately um, sick at the time. Uh, they're just an incredible organisation to get behind. And I think it's something that we'll be donating to and supporting to for the rest of our lives. Exactly. I think even if we were to raise, you know, a quarter of what we raised last year, any small bit will help. Um, and I know, look, there's a lot of fundraisers around and I know there's a lot more happening in the world at the moment. Um, but I just think that a lot of families are unfortunately linked to the Irish Cancer Society and they just have been so good. I mean, even setting up the fundraiser um, and even when we raised that money last year, um, I was in work and I got a phone call from someone who actually worked there and he was so thankful. And uh, they sent me out a lovely little package to say thank you. And um, the coffee cup I use every day and um, the best coffee cup that I have ever gotten. So I'm so grateful to them. And yeah, they're just so, you know, it makes it more personal as well for someone to actually ring you. You don't get that that often, um, you know, and it kind of, I suppose, reassures you as well. So I'm really grateful for them just to even give me that 10 minutes on the phone call. And he was so excited as well on the phone that we had raised so much money. So um, it was it was great. And um, yeah, I guess just to say I suppose keep following the page for kind of updates and all that um it'll be great to have more pictures this year um and you know of all of us together as well and yeah I don't think there's there's anything else to add only that um we're we're looking forward to it and definitely if you do it virtually please tag us and um you can use the hashtag 3k for k as well and um, that's what we did last year i think and please wear blue as well which would have been mom's favorite color <laughs> the whole wardrobe was was blue so um just in memory of her we're asking everyone just to wear something blue and we'd be so grateful and thank you very much yeah and like jenny said look we're not going into it again because it can be kind of repetitive um obviously it's an emotional time for Jenny as well. We're not going to try to dig too deeply on the podcast because I'm sure we did that last year in, in our introduction to the entire um, walk and fundraiser. So I'll link it below and please go and listen to this and you can kind of hear more background and more of um, who Kay was and how she operated day to day and, uh, you know, why we do miss her so much. Yeah, last year, I mean, it really did hit me even listening to the one this morning and um I just think I wouldn't be doing it justice by going in again and speaking about it because I think last year was just so pure. pure. Um, but yeah, I, as I always say to people and I said on the podcast and um, anyone who knew mom like knew just, I suppose, how kind hearted she was um, and just relatable. I mean, she related to all ages from, um, you know, the smallies in the family right up. And, um, you know, she all the family members and her friends like really, really appreciated her time. And they kind of, you know, I get a lot of the time now that how much they miss her and my cousins and, you know, of all ages that they, they missed her. So it just kind of shows, I suppose, the reach that she had and she was just a genuine person. And um, yeah, I think just 
you know, she kind of made such a connection with everyone that she knew, but she didn't have to be kind of friends with everyone and she didn't have to be in with everyone. And she was just happy to, you know, have her own little small little group. And even with the friends, like we're, we're still in touch with her friends now, her close friends. And, um, you know, we're in contact the whole time. And that just shows, you know, true friendship that um, she didn't need to have, you know, 20 different people in her friends group that the the small few that she had were genuine and they're you know supporting us and there for us even afterwards as well so um that just I suppose reflects the kind of person that she was and yeah it's you know it is tough and um I mean um David my boyfriend was asking me um a few weeks ago you know how much I would think of her and I just said every day and like it might you know even be a few times a day so it's um always in in the back of your mind I mean I drive home from work and if I've had a bad day or a stressful day which is a lot of the time I will have those conversations with her you know and you're nearly in the middle of a conversation and you're like what am I doing if anybody knew but um yeah I suppose that's just my way of keeping connected to her and keeping in touch and that's the thing sometimes you can feel kind of like what can I do like what can I do to you know, keep her memory alive. What can I do to stay connected with her and stay close to her when losing someone is like such a big deal? Like obviously they're not here with us anymore and that connection can be hard to kind of keep strong. But by doing these fundraisers, I feel that's kind of my connection with her. Um, That's, you know, keeping her memory out there, keeping it alive. And um, by having those little chats, and I know Aoife does it as well on a daily basis, um, giving out about Shane mostly, I'd say, (laughs) which she probably loves is um you know that's that's my connection and that's how how I kind of keep it strong so yeah it's uh it's nice um so yeah I just think if if anyone is going through a hard time at the moment or anyone knows of anyone going through the hard time even if they're putting on a strong front just make sure you check in with them and um you know even if it's going for a walk with them and let them lead the conversation and yeah just I suppose be there for them I think it was one thing that you said last year on the fundraiser uh, podcast was um, just because somebody looks okay on the outside doesn't mean you shouldn't text them and check in and see if they're okay. Even if they don't respond, at least they know that they can text you or call you at any time because you have made that first connection with them as well. It's hard to know sometimes when you are going through this, you're kind of in limbo. And especially now with the pandemic, I don't think any of us know what we're doing with our lives. We're like in limbo now and we're kind of like, is it over? Are we still meant to be doing this or what? Like, you know, so add grief into that as well. And it can just be, you know, a harsh, you can have your really bad days. And, um, you know, we all do. But yeah, just check in and be there for each other. And, um, you know, even if uh you know I met up last year with a friend of mine from school who had lost um a parent when we were in school and you know even to reconnect now that we have this connection and I didn't know what they were going through at the time you know I I couldn't relate obviously but you know checking back in with each other that many years later and having that conversation was like you know it was actually amazing to see and it really really helped me um you know when I, I suppose to support each other and bounce off each other and even if you don't know what to say you know just being there is um is great so yeah just I suppose um you know pick up the phone or send the message and uh if they say no the first time they might say yes the next time so just you know keep supporting them and keep being there for them 
But I think, yeah, just I suppose to wrap things up again, Sharp at 9.45 Sharp, Navi Coffee House in Killarney. Um, if you can't make it, then virtually is absolutely perfect. Wear blue, bring your dog um, or your cat or your turtle or whatever you have at home. And yeah, wear blue, we'll be there. And yeah, just I suppose it's um, as well just to say that the teas and coffees, if you want to buy them from Navi Coffee House and then we will provide buns and cakes and snacks and stuff like that. And there will be donation boxes. And there's also the online link as well that is in our bio if you want to donate online. So I really, really appreciate it. It is going to such a worthy cause. 100% donations will be going to um, Irish Cancer Society. And thank you so much again for all your support all all of the time. Yeah, so we only released the link, um, you know, maybe in less than an hour ago and we're up to 40 euro already. I know that's um, 20 of that was an offline donation. So, you know, every cent and every penny does count and goes towards the Irish Cancer Society. And um, again, a big shout to Nave um, Coffee House down in the race course in Killarney. Uh, buying a tea and coffee off of them on the day will, you know, hugely support their business as well and a little way of giving back to them for allowing us to, uh, bombard them I suppose on that that morning because I'm expecting loads of you to get up that morning and go and uh, get your blue on and walk with Jenny and her family and obviously we'll be doing it here when we get up we will not be up at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> well you have to be I'm telling you it's it's um 9 45 sure so you better be up that time in the morning but um yeah look thanks so much we won't waffle on anymore um yeah, it's it's been a long day now and a longer week. So thanks for staying with us and listening to the end of the podcast if you got that far. Because yeah, usually we would record earlier in the day. So I think my brain is just not functioning at 100% at the moment. But thanks so much for listening and thanks for supporting. And um, yeah, just it's amazing to see how last year kind of impacted and kept mom's memory alive. And I know she'd be so thankful. So thanks a million to everyone. And we will be back to our normal content next week. So thanks so much. And we'll chat to you then. Thanks. Thanks everyone. And again, sorry for the banging and drilling that everyone is listening to as they uh, have headphones in. I I know that must be a nightmare, but um, my apologies. As I said earlier, maybe I tried to mention that this is the third time we attempted this recording, so we just had to go for it. But um, yeah, no, thanks a million. And all the information is going to be in the show notes below this podcast. If you don't know where that is, just scroll up and uh, you'll see all the info. So thanks again. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Little Steps, Big Futures, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. And if you would like to get in touch, please find us on Instagram and Facebook at Little Steps Big Futures. See you next time.